Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby and I'm a monster on the hill. Welcome back to Jamie All Over. Does the term sexy baby really disturb you the way it disturbs me? I just texted my friend Brett, who is probably one of the biggest Swifties in the world, recognized as one by Taylor Swift herself. She's invited him backstage because of his over-the-top costumes that he wears to her shows. He once told me that when he was living in New York City, he bought a Taylor Swift concert ticket on a whim in Toronto, and he didn't have a car. So he took a bus all the way from New York City to Toronto, which I think is about eight hours. I could be off a couple hours with that, or and buses maybe take longer than cars do. Let's say 10 hours to go see this Taylor Swift concert. He didn't have a hotel, so he goes to the concert and then found some friends, hung out for a bit afterwards, and then took a bus back home to New York City, and I think he went to work that night. I would not do that for anyone. Not a single band, singer, artist, whoever, not even Madonna. Madonna is like my holy grail. I have never seen her live. I did have tickets one time a very long time ago when I was living in New York City, and she ended up canceling the damn show. I don't know if she canceled the show or the tour. I was crying because I thought, this is my last chance to ever see her. I don't think she's ever touring after this. You know how a lot of artists always say, like, this is the final tour. I'm pretty sure she said that that year. But she did tour after that. I just never saw her. I still need to see her live at some point, I hope. Point being, I wouldn't do that bus trip for anyone. So he is a hardcore Swifty. So anyway, he texted me the other day before the whole ticket debacle situation. So I guess as the tickets went on sale, I get a text from him telling me that I'm going to see Taylor Swift at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, well, I was just talking to our mutual friend. This person is also a Swifty and 
promised me that after the pandemic was over and and once things get back to normal, we were going to go see Taylor Swift together. He's keeping good on his promise. But not only that, he's buying my ticket and told me to invite you because you're Sheena's nicest friend. And I was like, hell yeah, I am. (laughs) However, how much are the tickets? Because there's no way I'm going to accept that from somebody. And he was like, oh, there's $700. Sorry, my voice is like a little off today, guys. I've been fighting a cold and I'm going away for Thanksgiving. So I'm really trying to fight this. Anyway, he was like, there's $700 each. And I was like, what? I had no idea. I have no idea what Taylor Swift tickets cost. And I think they were trying to get front row. So all I knew at this point was that I had a free Taylor Swift ticket coming to me and it was potentially going to be front row. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, I'm super excited. It's like, oh, I feel like I just won the lottery. But also, like, I feel weird accepting that from someone. Then I don't hear from Brett the rest of the night because he's like, okay, well, I'm I'm in the queue now. I'm I'm trying to purchase them. I'll let you know. And then I just don't hear back from him. And I, I was just like, so what's up? And he was like, oh, I finally got in, but instead of $700, they were $850. So I didn't get the third for you. And I was just like, okay, like you didn't have to get it for me in the first place. But now that I knew or now that I thought I was getting one and now I'm not, I'm like a little bummed. But I'm also relieved because I would not want someone, especially someone who I really like this person, but we're not super close. Like I hardly ever see them. I wouldn't want them to have to spend that on me. And So I guess Brett is going. I'm very happy for him. He also got tickets with his Swifty friends. He's going, I think, to the first show in Arizona. I think he's going to go to the show number two as well. They have an Airbnb. But it's so funny because when I was talking to him about this, I was like, which one is Paramore playing at? I really want to see Paramore. (laughs) And he's like, just in Arizona. And I was like, oh, man. He's like, but you can't come to that one with me. And I was like, okay, like, I don't want to go to Arizona, but why? And he's like, because that's the one I'm going with my Swifty friends and we're getting dressed up. I was like, okay, say no more. I don't need to be a part of your whole Swifty ritual in the desert where you get dressed up in weird costumes and dance under the moonlight and whatever else you people do. Like, that's fine. So then this second option came up and I was like, okay, so I'll still get to go even though Paramore is not opening for her in L.A. That's fine. I would still love to see the show. And then, nope, all my dreams were dashed very, very quickly. Speaking of Taylor Swift, last week's episode, we used her song at the end, but I didn't even really talk about her new album or anything. Because I was just talking to Brett, I just randomly texted him earlier and I was like, how do you feel when you hear Sexy Baby? And he goes, I think of Antihero by Taylor Swift referencing that show. And I was like, wait, what show is she referencing? And he was like from 30 Rock. And then he sent me this YouTube link for this part of the show where Tina Fey is interacting with this other character. And she's a very sexy baby and she has a baby voice and she has pigtails. And Tina Fey is like, this does not represent me or my business or women very well. You need to kick this whole sexy baby act. And she's like, it's not an act. It's me. Anyway, it's a whole thing on YouTube right now. And it's so funny because the comments are like, I'm only here because of the Taylor Swift song. I'm trying to get to the bottom of sexy baby. And another person was like, these views are going to be blowing up from all the Swifties trying to figure out what the hell is going on. 
ever since Midnight's came out, I've been listening to it a lot. Like when I'm getting ready or cleaning, I'm listening to that album. And I would never call myself a huge Taylor Swift fan. I normally, as you know, strictly listen to emo. And something changed. And I'm just like in the mood for these songs lately. I don't know what it is. There's not even one song on there where I'm like absolutely in love with either. But there's a few I listen to. I like Labyrinth. I like Mastermind. I like... I guess Bejeweled. I like Antihero. Antihero. How do you say that? Antihero. So I asked him what his favorite was, and he said Bejeweled because it makes me happy and also is a nice anthem for after dating someone who didn't treat you properly, you're going to go out there and shine without them because they were dulling down your sparkle. And he also said, You're on your own, kid, also has become one of my faves. It's kind of this song about looking outward for validation, whether it be a boy, romance, being skinny, being popular. But at the end of the day, all you have is you. That's all you have. And you made it through everything in life on your own. It's a nice reminder. I was like, can I quote you on these as Taylor's number one fan? And he said, yes, of course. And I don't know what's happening with the whole Ticketmaster debacle. Something's going to happen, right? They have tickets left, right? So somehow they have to release them. I have a feeling, first of all, I have a feeling, I don't know that I can finish this episode because my voice is going. But what I was going to say is I have a feeling Taylor is going to create her own ticketing company and and the Swifties are going to be buying their tickets directly from her. The whole business with scalpers and people buying up a bunch of tickets and then reselling them for three, four times as much is just disgusting to me. And there needs to be a change to that. I hope she does do something. And I hope this brings light to the whole third-party ticket sales because it's not right. And as a music lover and someone who would always go see live music, it's not so prevalent in the music that I see. But I know with like the bigger pop acts and more mainstream stuff, this happens all the time. And it sucks. It shouldn't happen. So... I'm kind of excited to see what comes of this. I really think she's working on something right now. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish this episode. My voice is going. I'm coughing every other second, which I'm cutting out, so you will not be hearing that. But I think I'm just going to finish up my intro now and come back. I'm so sorry to do this to you, but I can't. I literally cannot really talk. I may have to come back after Thanksgiving and put out another one this week with the actual topic because I have so much to go over and I don't think my voice can handle it right now. Speaking of Thanksgiving, which is in two days, tomorrow and on Thanksgiving, so for two nights, oh my god, sorry, I'm back. I just had another coughing fit. Okay, I need to wrap this up very quickly. I'm so sorry. Don't hate me. Ivy and my mom and I are going to do a little staycation at this inn in San Juan Capistrano, I will be posting from there. Their Instagram looks amazing. It looks so gorgeous. So when I return, I'll tell you guys all about that. Normally, I spend Thanksgiving with Sheena, and she does an amazing, her and her mom, her whole family, do an amazing Friendsgiving every year for everybody in LA who is not from here, who maybe can't go home for Thanksgiving. And they so generously every year put on this big Friendsgiving for everyone, and then they do their actual family Thanksgiving on Saturday. So Ivy and I went to that last year in Palm Springs, and we are skipping it, unfortunately, this year. I will miss seeing everyone. It's kind of become our tradition. But we had a little shift in what 
my family normally does, which is my mom is either not here or she wasn't living here. So for a while, it just worked out that I would go to Sheena's. But this year, my mom is in town. My brothers are not. So it's just us three. So we're going to do that instead. I also wanted to tell you real quick about this cute service called Elfster. One of my listeners in my podcast IG group suggested that we all join and it's like a gift exchange where everybody signs up through their emails and then they can make wish lists of the things that we want and we put like a $30 limit on it. You could put whatever limit you want between you and your friends or you and your family members, coworkers, whatever, even significant others or other. You probably should only have one, but who knows? Maybe others, depending on where you live. But what's nice is that if it is a group, you don't know who got you. It's basically like Secret Santa, but you can do it with people all over the world, which is what we have in this podcast group. So we have three different countries involved and a bunch of awesome friends of mine that I've met through podcasting. So I just wanted to let you know about that. If you want to do something, because I didn't know that this existed until now. It's called Elfster. Super cute website. Highly recommend. Not an ad. Also, another not ad is I'm sitting here, ironically, with my next check from Rakuten. I always say it wrong. Rakuten. And this time, it's for $47. The last time I mentioned that was when we did The Business of Beauty Part 1. And I was like, hey, this is all just from what I'm spending on Groupon. And the things that I'm buying on Groupon are typically just beauty services. So got my second one today. And I was going to let you know when we did Business of Beauty Part 2. But as mentioned, I think we're going to hold off on that for a couple more days. I'm trying to think what other updates I can leave you with because this is going to be pretty short. A new documentary by Ricky Lake and Abby Epstein came out. It's called The Business of Birth Control, which is probably where I got the title, The Business of Beauty. It was probably implanted in my head back from their documentary years ago called The Business of Being Born. I've mentioned it before. It's absolutely enlightening. If you are pregnant, planning to get pregnant, it's a must. You have to watch it. It completely changed my whole outlook, my whole birth plan. I would not have it any other way than what I did with Ivy, but I switched everything when I was five months pregnant based on this documentary. It changed everything for me, and I'm so grateful that I saw it in time. So I highly recommend it, but They just came out with their follow-up called The Business of Birth Control. It's streaming free right now. If you go to their Instagram called The Business of Birth Control, there's a link where you can stream it for free. At some point, it will probably be for rent. So if you are interested in watching that, I would suggest checking it out sooner than later while it is still free. And last, I have been watching... Actually, I finished... (laughs) I binged a show on Netflix called From Scratch. Is anyone else watching it? One of my podcast listeners asked me if I had seen it. She said she was crying. I was like, okay, I want to go check it out. I had kind of scrolled past it before. I did see it on Netflix, but I was never compelled to watch it until she told me how good it was. So I wouldn't say I absolutely loved it, but it was good enough to finish. The scenery in it is gorgeous. A lot of it takes place in Italy and in, where were they? Were they in Florence? I think they were in Florence for part of it. And then Sicily, which I loved seeing. The Northerners and the Southerners, they don't get along. The Northern Italy, they look down upon the Sicilians. 
So it was kind of a miracle that my grandma and grandpa even got together because they were like, it was like a Romeo and Juliet situation. Like they're not supposed to intermingle, I guess, but they did. But it was really, really nice to see Sicily. And it's a sad series. I did not cry, but I could see why it would make other people cry. But it's a very nice love story. And I would recommend it. I wouldn't say it's like 10 out of 10, but for you it might be. I don't know why I can't say it's 10 out of 10. Trying to think like what didn't I like about it. I think you know what it is? I think it's just too slow. It was too slow in parts. However many episodes it was, I feel like it could have been condensed a little bit better. I think that's what it was for me. But that reminded me of an article I read a couple years ago about how there's these towns in Sicily that were in danger of kind of just becoming completely desolate. Everyone was moving out. And a lot of times what was happening was people in the family would pass away, but like the younger generation no longer lived there. They didn't know what to do with it, but they kept it in the family. And it just, these houses just kept getting like in poorer and poorer conditions and then just kind of became abandoned. I also think that there was, was there an earthquake or something? And a lot of people just took the insurance money and moved instead of rebuilding their homes or fixing up the homes. So still to this day, there are hundreds and hundreds of houses in Sicily that are empty. And these towns are offering these programs where they're trying to get people to move into them. And so they're offering these houses. Initially, it was like for one euro. Now I believe it's up to two euros, which is like a little bit more than two U.S. dollars. But there's a catch. Um, It's not a catch, but it's like, no, that's not all you're going to pay. It's still a good deal if the situation works for you. So you also have to put down a $5,000 deposit, which you will get refunded to you should you complete what you need to, which is within three years, you have to renovate the home. Some towns have a minimum that must be spent, like, say, $17,000. You have to spend it on the house. A lot of these houses, or most of them, need all new electrical, plumbing. They are not up to code. In some cases, like you can't even walk on the floor because it will fall through. A lot of the roofs are missing. So not one of them is in good condition. But the most people are really spending all together, all in, full-on renovation, all the fees involved. It's probably like $200,000. So if it's worth it for you, also, by the way, like the whole renovation process if you're not living there, if you're from another country, it just sounds really hard to, especially if you don't speak the language. And Sicily has a different dialect than Italian. Like I took Italian in high school for three or four years, yet I can't understand Sicilian. I had a Sicilian boyfriend back in New Jersey. His name was Vito, of course. And I could not understand him when he was speaking to his parents because they were from Sicily. It's a completely different dialect. So I would imagine unless you have a translator or if you know the language, it would be hard to even like hire people, get work done. I don't know why I went on this whole fantasy idea of me purchasing a house in Sicily, but I'm mentioning it to you because maybe there's someone out there. Maybe you live in another country closer to Sicily. Maybe you didn't know about this program and it's something that works for you in your life stage. Just wanted to mention it because I think it's pretty damn cool. And if it can revitalize Sicily, I think that's really awesome too. So you can just Google Sicily cheap houses. It'll come up. The whole program will come up. And on that note, I'm going to say ciao. 
because it's really hard for me to talk right now. I deeply apologize. I didn't plan on this even happening when I sat down to record. I have all of my notes here. So when we get back, which will hopefully be before the end of the week, so I can have two out this week, I will do my best to get you this episode this week. When we do come back, I want to talk about cool sculpting, laser hair removal, teeth whitening, microdermabrasion, chemical peels, an update on Fractura, Botox. I did give in and get the Botox, so I want to tell you about that. Old therapy, infrared, radiofrequency, Kybella, and then anything else that may come up during the week. I actually still have something up on my stories now asking people what else they want to know about. I also might get into Lastis and eyelash extensions and my thoughts on that. And lastly, I really want to get into something that's been on my mind lately, and I've just been workshopping it and how I feel and my opinions on it, which is that I think filters and these apps that people have on their phones that filter your photos, they've obviously blown up and more people than not, I think, are using them, or at least in the people that I know are using them. And I wanted to get into the whole philosophy behind that. Is it wrong to use them? Is it okay to use them? Is it your own personal choice to use them? Is it contributing to setting impossible beauty standards? Is it deceptive when people decide to get procedures done or when they're accused of having quote unquote work done? A lot of times I see people are are accused of getting work done and it's literally I know what app they used and I know what setting they used. (laughs) They didn't have any work done or I know them in real life and I know they didn't get any work done, but they're constantly being accused of having work done just because of these stupid filters and apps and stuff. And then also, do people owe explanations as to what they had done? What if someone actually did have something done? Do they owe it to the public to be like, yeah, I did get this. I did get that. Or is it private information? Is it private medical information that you are allowed to keep between you and your doctor? Where's the line for that? And I see other people like Bethany Frankel, for instance, kind of acting as if they're this martyr to be like, oh, I'm so transparent. This is my picture with a filter and this is my picture without a filter. And here's all the work that I've had done. I think that's great if that's what she is compelled to do. If that makes her feel good and she thinks she's doing people a service by being transparent, good for her. But this whole idea that just because she does that, the people who decide not to are deceptive. I don't know that I I don't want to get into my thoughts too much since I'm going to do a whole episode on it. But these are the things that have been rolling around in my brain and I've worked it all out. And I want to talk to you all about it, give you my opinion on it. I'd love to hear yours as well. Feel free to DM me. Give me some input. I'll put it into the show since you know it's coming up. I will not sit here and pretend like I've never used a filter. I have. I do. I don't use Facetune. A lot of people are throwing around this idea that people use Facetune for all kinds of changes to their appearance, but... I don't have it and I don't even know how to use it, but I for sure throw a filter on a picture. Absolutely. Is that wrong? I don't know. Let's debate it. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it in a couple days. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Sending you extra special love and hugs if you are having a compassionate Thanksgiving this year and you aren't harming a turkey or even if you're just having less animal products than you did 
last year. Either way, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm super thankful for you for being here. And it's almost been a year of Jamie all over. I could not be more thankful that we've created this space and this community. I have big plans for 2023. I can't wait to tell you about that. I'll talk to you soon. Love you. I have this thing where I get older, but just never wiser. Midnight's become my afternoons. When my depression works the graveyard shift, all of the people I've ghosted stand there in the room. I should not be left to my own devices. They come with prices and vices. I end up in crisis. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.